0: Better listen very carefully. A good martial artist does not become tense, but ready. Essentially, at this point, the fight is over. So you pretty much flow with the goal. Who is worthy to be trusted with the secret to limitless power? I'm ready. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another Bulletproof for BJJ podcast. I am JT and I'm very excited to be here with my partner in crime, Joey. Hey guys, I'm also moderately excited to be here. Actually, no, let's scale that up a little bit today. we got a cool fucking topic on the table. This is huge. This is huge. I mean, every week's a cool topic, but, but this is the cool, one of the coolest. Top five action movies of all time. All, all time. time. Amazing. Now, man, we, action movies... We did martial arts movies, right? If you didn't catch that, it was about 30 episodes ago. Go check it. It was sick. It was a good one. It was a goodie. A lot of people loved it and reported back many good things. But action movies is where it started for me. Like that was like hero times looking at this amazing stuff. But there's so many good action movies. Like, it's really hard to... Well, it spans different genres too. It does. Coming up with this list is like, oh, is that actually action? Is that sci-fi? Yeah, it's sci-fi and action or it's, you know, mafia and action. Yeah, right. So it's a fuck, it's a hard one. I mean, martial arts films was tough. This was tougher, in my opinion, to to decide. I had to... It's difficult. I went to the heartstrings. Yeah. I've gone emotional. Yep. So I'm going to start with a childhood favourite, which I think is my softest entry, but maybe people can relate. Indiana Jones, <laughs> uh, Holy Grail. Ah, oh, <laughs> <Man>. that's wholesome. <laughs> oh it's just you know, like you know, Pow, Biff, yeah, you know, yeah. fighting the Nazis, the whip, you know, sticking the rock in the in the uh, the fight scene with the um, tanks, the Galima. Yeah, Is that <laughs> no, that's that's Temple of Doom. Oh, that's Temple of Doom. Temple of Doom. Ah, oh, shit, I can't even remember the first one. No, no, no. So, 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 it was the one with Sean Connery. Okay. And uh, they're looking ah, for the Holy Grail. All right. Yep. And uh, the reason why I chose this one, I've probably seen it the most, even though all the other ones are mad. Yep. Temple of Doom and um, Raiders of the Lost Ark, which is also they're, – they're all very good and they all have epic scenes. But what I like about it, the thing that struck me is the humor and the action, like the little bits in between where the German Fraulein is saying, I loved you the most. And Sean Connery sitting there going, oh, I thought so. But he, she's talking to... Was Sean, Sean Connery was a bowler in that. <laughs> um, he was the father. He was Indiana Jones' dad. Ah, uh, okay. And he gets kidnapped. His dad disappears. Who plays Indiana Jones? Uh, that's uh, Harrison is, Ford. Ha- oh, okay. It is Harrison Ford, right. Yeah. And anyway, there's all these scenes. Like they're in the catacombs in Venice, except the catacomb is filled with kerosene. And then they're down there. And then they know that they're down there. The Germans know they're down there trying to get the inscription off the tomb and they light it up. And then you hear all the rats running they're like, and just all this fire coming through and they've got to hide underneath. It's epic, man, and scenes with the boats. For me, there's just so many scenes in that as a kid. And the music, the thematic. dun, dun, dun. dun. Dun, 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 dun. Music was sick. That's been oh. repurposed everywhere, hasn't it? Oh yeah, you yeah. can you can hear other movies that have done that big thematic swell, which yeah, it's cool. You know, Indiana Jones riding a horse against a motorbike. There's 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 so many scenes in that which are, I guess, as a young child, you're just like, that's amazing. This guy's a archaeologist. <laughs> He's not special forces. <laughs> He's just got a machine gun back of a motorbike. He's Rips off a flag and jousts a German off a bike. Nazi. Yeah, see, it's funny hearing you talk about that. I'm like, oh, Indiana Jones, yeah, that was cool. Yeah, I loved that too. I mean, obviously, I couldn't remember the first. So I, the sure. second one stands out in my memory. But I think for me, as soon as it came to like MA and R-rated shit, yeah. all that stuff that was like just pre, I just forgot about it. Right. You know, it was just like, oh, yeah, Van Damme, Dolph Lundgren, Sylvester Stallone, like forget yeah. everyone else. I, I think the reason why that sticks out in my mind is – There was a humor to it that softened it. So, like, kids could watch it, but adults could watch it. So, for example, there's like four dudes standing in a row. He's got like one bullet, he shoots, and it goes through all of them, and they all drop dead. Right. But it's kind of a bit comical. Yeah. And there's like. That's why I said wholesome. Yeah, it's kind of. But it's funny because, like, my dad could watch it and be like, ah, cool. And then me as a seven year old kid would be like, oh, wow. (laughs) Oh, amazing. You know, I think there's a. A cleverness in that. Yeah. There's just some famous lines in that. One of my favorite is at the end where he has to choose the cup. Now, if you've never seen Indiana Jones' uh, Holy Grail, Luke, all right, spoiler alert. The knight who was successful, the knight who was seeking the Holy Grail, who was successful, who drank from the correct cup, has lived forever. He's hundreds of years old. He's sitting there and he's there to defend the Holy Grail. Right. And, uh, you know, the evil guy comes in and he drinks out of the wrong cup. He's like, you must choose the cup. And he's like, oh, look at this blinging cup with diamonds. Yeah, this is the cup of Christ. And he drinks from it and then just melts, right? And he's like, he chose poorly. Such a great line. (laughs) (laughs) I fucking love that line. Whenever my dad drinks out of a cup and chokes... I always say that. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, you guys got a little thing on Indiana Jones. <laughs> but no, it's a bit mean. Oh, well, he chose poorly. <laughs> anyway, it's like great movie. So that's that's my my soft entry. That would be number five for me. No, well, these haven't been ranked. We have got to declare no, that as okay. well. We're just putting them out there in, in no particular order. Okay. First on my list is Hard Target. Yeah, great movie. Van Damme had his finest. Oh, so well, actually, good. you could say it was a little bit towards the back end. It was like the, you know, yes. the, the, the down wave. And it wasn't, there was less martial arts in it. It was more just pure action. Great mullet. He had a mullet. It was set in New Orleans. Boots. Um, Lance Henriksen. True. Played the bad guy. Yep. Um, also had that great South African dude whose name I can't remember. But the premise was so fucking cool. Amazing. It was like there's this rich guy down in, going around America, and they basically. Put on these sporting events for other rich dudes where they can hunt real people. Hunt humans. Yeah. And it's like they offer homeless people a cash reward. Hey, if you can get to the water, if you can make it to the river, the money's yours. And then, you know, and then like the participants come out and they're armed. It's fucking hectic, right? What really kind of sold that film for me, I think what makes it exceptional, is that it was the directorial debut of John Woo. Oh, was, really? Yeah, Chinese director. Wow, I know John Woo, but I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, and he had directed famously Hard Boiled mm. and the Replacement Killers came after, but Hard Boiled, uh, the Killer, and a bunch of other like Chinese films that probably most of us have never heard of. Wow! But he was famous there. His films, I think, Hard Boiled had the biggest, the highest body count in cinema history. Wow! At the time that it was released, which was maybe early nineties. Yeah. So anyway, this was his first film in America, and so just the style of it is so. Not typical. Mm. It's got those big scenes, Van Damme with the mullet and the jeans. It's like a Jeans West commercial a lot of the time. and him doing the spinning kicks in boots, I was like. Bro, yeah, boots, shirt tucked in. Shirt tucked. Fucking sick look. Great. Has the mad, um, his uncle that's like the drunk kind of French New Orleans guy Guy. that's horseback with the bow and arrow. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, sensational. And then I think I watched that about 12 months ago with Mesa and I was like, this is fucking sick. It still, still stands up. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> I actually saw that uh, at my auntie's house because she would let us, like my auntie, when we go stay with my auntie Rosemary, she'd let us like, just so you know, mum. That loose, irresponsible <laughs> She'd be auntie. like, all right, team. You're old enough. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like ten years old. I'm like, yes, <laughs> let's get it. And my mum would just like never. choose whichever video you would like to watch. But don't tell your mum. <laughs> and then, you know, I was never allowed to watch that stuff. So I saw Hard Target when I think I was like ten or eleven. I was just like, froth in the violence. Oh man, another hunting level hunting humans. Yeah, yeah, and such a cool concept. Oh yeah, really interesting. What's your What's your next? Oh, there's a couple. Uh, Okay, so I'm gonna say this one crosses some boundaries. Aliens, mm. second, yeah. So, funny thing about this, I saw the second movie before I saw the first. Okay, and I uh, obviously the level of production on it was much higher and all of that, but yeah, I just feel like amazing, like Ripley, you know, the whole thing, her getting new. Getting the little girl from the station was a- Aliens Three. Was when Sigourney Weaver had the shaved head, right? Yes, I'm trying to. I'm so, trying to remember the difference. What's the difference so, between one so, and two? So Alien, it's it's the same kind of premise. They're, they're up there on a space station, and they've they they get somebody who appears to be sick. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. They've got an alien in them. Mm-hmm. And then they're like at the table like, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> Comes out of their stomach. Yeah. That's so great. And the thing was – I used th- to have a T-shirt of that. <laughs> oh, With really? like rubberized prosthetic <laughs> alien coming what? out. I'd wear it around as a kid. <laughs> It was so – my cousin got it from me in America. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Super <laughs> like, well, that kid's fucked. <laughs> <laughs> they were right. <laughs> Man, uh, look, the first one, I went back and tried to watch it. Like I saw Aliens I think when I was like uh, 15 or something and I was just like, whoa, they've got acid blood. Yeah. And the thing which they do so well is they, they're going into this colony where there's meant to be heaps of people and there's no one and there's all this carnage like holes in the floor and like what the fuck's going like Dead bodies and shit or is no, that no, alien three no, 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 okay no. Yep. bad stuff's happened here but it's ominous yeah it's not obvious what's going on but they have a droid with them like they have this robotic faux human with them right but they're all marines they're all tough they're all going in there and actually Ripley is not a marine they, they've pulled her out of cryogenesis to be on this mission. She's a scientist or something? Yeah, she was from the previous mission. Okay. And she's like, what? Is this the same thing? Because she witnessed what happened in the first... And there's also a creepy ass dude from the corporation who's like really friendly. Like, no, it'll be just fine. You know, we're just, we're just going to collect some samples. Capitalist fucking pig. And he's... he, And the thing that's so brutal about who he is, he seems like just like a real soft jerk. And then... He locks her and Newt into a lab with facehuggers loose to try and get, get the aliens in their guts. Why? It's a brutal – because they're trying, to get, they're trying to get the aliens for weapons. Oh, they want to a be a, bio, a biotech use. weapon. Huh. Bruh, it's brutal. Capitalism, man. does some man. bad shit to us. Well, <laughs> well, sci-fi does some bad things to us. But the thing with the scene that sticks in my mind so strongly, apart from get away from her, you bitch. Ah, and yeah. She's in the robotic, the loader. Ah, yes. Amazing scene. Like, yep. I think as a fight scene, like, alien versus mech woman is giant. Is it James Cameron? Did James Cameron do yes, aliens? I believe so. Aliens, yep, yep. Yeah. Is when they're like, blip, 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 blip. And there's like, blip, 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 blip. Where, where are they coming from? It's 30 meters. Wait, 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 I can't see him. shut the door, barricade the door. Where they? And they've, they've, they've secured the area, right? Because they're trying to, the whole colony's been taken over. And then, 10 metres, they're close, they're close. Where, where are they? Pops the roof, looks up. They're in the roof. <laughs> <laughs> and just like, ah, backing up, backing up. Just like explosions of acid blood. Ah, Fucking hectic <laughs> mode. It's a flashing back show yeah. PTSD, yeah. fuck. Yeah. They're not going to get out. <laughs> and then the hand grenade. and like, oh, man. It's just there's moments in that which make me tense to think about. I don't know why, but when I saw that movie, I was in there. It was impactful <laughs> as a kid. Bruh. Shit. <laughs> you know, it's funny looking back, talking about Sigourney Weaver, because she's, a, she's an amazing hero, right, to have yeah. in a film. Not like, you know, how many, like, not a lot of female heroes, right? No. In any of these action for like everything on my list is, it's all guys. Guys. Right? Um, but looking back, like, she was a savage hero. Oh. And there's almost, now that I'm, I'm older, I'm like, damn, she was actually like kind of attractive. She too. was hot. But yeah. I didn't realize it at the time because so- I was a kid. Man. And I'm yeah, like, yeah. who's this woman? She looks like a mum or something. Yeah. But now I'm like, damn, Sigourney was such a gangster. Yeah, and it's mum versus mum. She gets down there in the basement with the queen. Okay. And she's got Newt and there's the queen there. And she's like, just let us go. They need a re-release of this shit. Just let us go. Re-release in like, like 4K. She's got the fucking flamethrower. and she, I'd never seen a flamethrower before. I was right. like, oh, that's a boss weapon. Yeah. And then like the queen like unhooks and she's like, all right, fuck this. Just torches all the eggs and it's mad. Next on my list, talking of aliens, is Predator. Yes, had to be. Yes,
1: great. Uh, I, I
0: thought you would. I, obviously, you have to have something Schwarzenegger based in there. Joseph, you son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, the CIA got you pushing too many pencils. <laughs> so good. Um, but Predator again, very similar to Hard Target for me. And I didn't realize this as a kid. I would say that when I was when I was a kid. Predator just fell into the bucket of sick action movies that I want to watch all the time. Yeah, whether it was Kickboxer or that or Hard Target or Bloodsport or yeah. fucking Wrong Bet, Double Impact, it was yeah. just like an action movie. Amazing. But then at some point, uh, as I got older, I watched it and I'm like, man, this film is sick. Like it's great. It is about an alien being that comes to Earth to hunt. Humans. And it's I'm been, like there's a theme here, Joe. Holy shit, right? Humans hunting humans? humans? Aliens hunting humans. Right? Hunting. I was destined to become Joe Rogan. <laughs> <laughs> just, just so cool. Yeah and, and you're like because when you're watching it, you just see you just like these this platoon is just getting tormented. Oh. But you're like, man, this alien is just having fun. It's just a recreational oh. thing. Yeah. You know, and you start to piece it together. Interesting fact on that, I'll try and bring on for each film. When I worked in the film industry, mm-hmm. I, I worked in New Zealand on the first Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe franchise, which oh, okay. was um, the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, Chronicles yes. of Narnia. Yes. And the director of photography that they flew out for that was an Australian man who lived in L.A. called Don McAlpine. Okay. Don McAlpine was also the cinematographer of Predator. Wow. I'm trying to think if he won an Academy Award for. It. I don't think so. Did you get a chance to chat to him? Oh yeah, he was an older guy. Right. I was a shit kicker. He wasn't particularly interested in in chatting, but you know, I didn't get to talk to him about okay. that. It, you know, in the film on the film set, sure. Five, lower in the rain. If you were to come back, man, I fucking love Predator. <laughs> it'd be like get this child off set. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so that, I was like, damn, that's cool, Don. That's real yeah, cool. Respect. Just, you know, yeah. Um, but, yeah, that film's fucking sick. And, obviously, you got all the Arnold stuff. Yeah, He's jacked. you got Billy with the minigun. Oh, yeah. It, going back, got a reference my buddy's podcast, the Double Impact podcast. Of they course. did a really cool feature, probably on all these films we're mentioning. They've done an episode on it. Right. But they mentioned um, talking – I listened to their Predator one and they were talking about Billy. Billy was actually a porn actor – Oh really? Before he got the gig and Predator. There you go. Yeah, he's got a bunch of stuff of him just slanging that thing. <laughs> slanging the uh, that's like the, some tomic, oh, the- Late seventies, early eighties porn. Oh, like, wow. that's the you know that's the golden Sideburns. era. <laughs> <laughs> Carl Weathers. Carl Weathers. Dylan, of course. Dylan. Yep. Yeah. man. Amazing, and do it, kill me. Yes. Yeah. Come on, come on, Bruh, So savage. Yeah. Amazing and but Arnold painting himself with mud. I mean, fucking great, like strategy, right? Oh yeah, because he, he, he's like, oh heat, shit, this thing can see me. Heat seeking. Yeah, and then now he's made himself invisible. Yeah, yeah. and that fucking see. Yeah, and he's like, he's like at the bed of the swampy bit, yeah. and he's like looking at it and the predator. And you like the first time you see full body predator, Jesus. and it's fucking huge and jacked oh, and the, the face and everything. Oh, the cl- yeah, man, sensational, amazing. And actually, what sticks out in my mind is when. They are mowing down the jungle yeah. with a Gatling gun. But then the eyes, the yellow eyes, you know how he just, you know, he kind of goes invisible. Yeah. But then like you, you see his head. Like it's not that moment, but they like they chop the whole thing down. But that actor, the, the uh, African-American actor who's a bit chubby, he's got the Gatling gun, he's like a bit roomy. <laughs> yeah. That guy. Yeah, that's yeah. the one. Yeah. I I distinctly remember the yellow eyes of Predator like – just through the heat vision thing, yeah. It's bruh, it's fucking cool. It's great. It, yeah, great film. Funnily enough, I saw Predator Two before I saw Predator One. Ah, did you? But also a great film. Wow. Yeah. I mean, good. Not as obviously yeah. not as good. Gary Busey, not Gary bad. H- Danny Govers. So da- okay, yeah. Danny yep. Glover's the cop yep. in that one. Nice. Yeah, man, and that's that's mad, gentlemen. Y'all strive for gold in your life, right? Gold medals, gold watches, gold everything. However, there is a certain type of man who goes the extra mile. He walks with confidence of a lion and he giggles in the face of danger. He's a big, hairless winning machine. And when he unzips his pants, he sees platinum. That's right. Manscaped would like to announce that their biggest and best ultimate hygiene bundle, the Platinum Package 4.0, is now available worldwide, JT, JT. Manscaped is the leader in below-the-waist grooming. Now trust them with your whole hygiene routine. Join the 6 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code GRIZZLY. You too can have this same level of hygiene. You can get 20% off and free shipping when you use the code GRIZZLY at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. It's time you enjoyed the finer things in life. Get yourself a platinum package, or your platinum package. All right, what am I gonna do now? All right. I'm gonna go true lies. Oh wow. Hey, there yeah, you cool. Go. Now that's a little, very a little bit of wholesomeness there too. There's too much wholesomeness. But I when I think about it, there's lots of cliches. But Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis doing the strip dance. Ah, she was super hot she back. She was in great form. Man just Arnold hanging off the side of a jump jet with a machine the bad guy is just like a is like some kind of Arab such a stereotypical just like "Ah, you know he's a crazy Arab he wants to kill everything yeah but I actually like that height of just ignorance With but I think he might have some Pakistani background as a as a I think ethnically he's not like Middle Eastern I think he's like the scene where they're blowing up the bridge they're driving along the bridge i think it it must be down in florida or it's somewhere and they're literally with the jet shooting missiles and blowing up this bridge that they're driving along it's fucking epic and then just i'm just thinking explosions yeah like they're, they're they're holding jamie lee curtis hostage and he's in there and um Oh, he gets in there to rescue her and then just blows the whole place up. And they go, we'll just dive into water. That'll save us. Ah, uh, yes. You know? And the scene of them diving in the water and oh, all the, the flame coming across the top of the water. It's like, it just really sticks in my mind. And then... What age were you at, at that uh, for that? Oh, I think see, it's a little bit older, right? Yeah, it's th- no, no, no. I was probably thir- maybe 13 when I saw that. Okay. And it was just like Arnold was already, you know, huge star. Yeah. It was... Family friendly enough that I could get away with watching it. Yeah. I guess, you know, like my yeah. my mum didn't really want me to watch it, but my dad's like, Yeah, let's watch that. Yeah. It's mad. There's so many scenes in it where I'm like, this is so unlikely, but it's so exciting. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love this. <laughs> just just stupid, stupid stuff. You know what scene always sticks out in my mind from that film? And that that film for me wasn't like super impactful. No. But I do remember the scene where Arnold and Jamie Lee Curtis, towards the end, where they're dancing in a ballroom. Yes. And it's got that classic, um, I don't know. Like tango? Argentinian tango? It's not tango, no, but it's – but it's uh, actually it could be. But it has some classic kind of song that's playing. Yeah. A lot of violin in it. And that song and that scene always remain in my mind. Sticks in your mind. Yeah. The, the, you know how like things create nostalgia – Yes, but like they're kind of like check like markers for that. Yeah, and that song was like the impactful thing in that moment. Like, right. I'm like oh, I always remember that sound. Yeah, amazing. I, for me, I I think JJ's oh. like explosions. <laughs> just like it's the <laughs> classical violin. Look, I, I think if you go back and look at the liner notes, the assistant director, <laughs> <laughs> shut up, film nerd. I yeah. want explosions. <laughs> no, I think just yeah, it's pr- a little bit mainstream. Like it's not like ultra violent. But there's a lot of scenes in that which are ridiculous, which just make me go, "Oh, action!" It was a it was a quantity over quality one. That one, yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. Um, next on my list, and I actually just deleted what I had here. Oh, I'll tell you what I deleted. I deleted Die Hard. Oh, which was huge for me because I'm like, man, I die should hard have is said die. die Hard, man. And I'm like, deleted that, and I've put in Terminator Two. <laughs> oh, you motherfucker. I oh, stole my shit. You got Terminator? I do have Terminator. No, yeah. <laughs> oh shit. I, yeah, I was kind of looking at your list, but I didn't check in on oh, that. Well, we can we can both enjoy this together. But oh, Terminator 2, in my opinion, I mean I haven't watched that for a while. I've seen hey. some little clips of it here and there. I don't think I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go on the record and say that is potentially one of the greatest yeah. movies ever made. Yeah. Like it is fucking solid. Dun dun dun. dun, dun. Right, dun, dun 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 dun. Yeah, oh. and the fu- like the scenes on the motorbike, Edward oh. Furlong, Spinning yeah, loading, the reload with yeah. The spin? yeah. Well, it's the it's the it's he th- throws it one way and the <laughs> <laughs> and the recatch, yeah. Like it was just so fucking sharp, the but, whole thing. And it was a time right where, like, the, I feel they used the uh, computer graphics some of the best. Yeah, like the liquid metal, like when he. T1000. And it, he yeah. in the asylum. Yes. And he, he goes to walk through the bars and the and gun the gets gun caught, catches and he has to like pull out. Like that's, there's so many good things in that. Like Arnold as the Terminator, you're like, that's, it's like a part was made for the guy. Yeah. And what's interesting to hear him talk about an interview later, they were actually looking at someone else and they were like kind of consulting him about it. And he was like, no, you, you must move like a machine, and he's talking about this. Oh wow! Like when he reloads the gun, look I got a he fucking lifetime of bodybuilding. I shouldn't I'll look at it. <laughs> like he was explaining the psychology of a machine that he wouldn't reload a gun by looking at it because he's a machine. He doesn't need to look at it, right? Like you're like, oh wow! He actually he put some thought into that, and he's, fuck,
1: he's oh man, perfect
0: at it. I mean, it's kind of wild too because if you when you watch the first one. Yeah. Um, which which was he's the bad guy. Yeah. And then in the second one, it's like they've just transformed him to the good and I would say that. Like that would have not a bit that wouldn't have been an ideal situation for the like for the producers or the director to be like, no. Hey, let's like recast Arnold in the opposite role. Yeah. They managed to sell it really well where his first encounter with Sarah Connor, she's like shit scared of him. Yeah. And then he's like, No, come with me if you want to live or whatever. Yeah. And no, then no, she's fine. like, All right, I trust this guy. And then, you know, you fall in love with him. Oh, mate. And the scenes like the she's having those nightmares, the apocalyptic scenes of the fence and you're all fucking dead man. yeah yeah that's oh. right the flame ripping through la kids, she's holding onto the fence kids on the swings yeah oh, brutal man yeah i think about that shit all. i got a little boy now man dude fuck man. um linda hamilton with the oh, in the, the cell with the bed ups. up on the end doing the pull-ups and the dips she's yeah oh she's, she's in immense shape in that great film. great form and then the billy club she's like stalking down the hall like she takes the dude out She's like, she doesn't take her meds or whatever and she's <laughs> yeah. going to escape. She's got the billy, cl- like, she's a fucking weapon. Yeah, she's a killer. Yeah. She I'm, was she was like, I, again, I would say a rarity in terms of like, uh, I guess she's not the hero, but she's one of the heroes. She's one of the heroes. Yeah, in that film, like, yeah. not many have done it like that. Nah, and then they go to Cybernet and uh, they get old mate the engineer. <laughs> Dyson. Dyson. <laughs> 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 Bro, that's the sickest. Ah. Oh. That actually, that scene when they're lowering Arnold, when he's lowering Into himself the, at the end, yeah, I I could cry now thinking about the emotion in that scene. Yeah. He's Eddie Fur like yeah. Furlong's there, yeah. the Then there, and he's like, "I got to do this," yeah. And he and he's like, "Lower me," and he gives it to Eddie, yeah. And he's like, "Push the button," and he knows it's what they got to do, yeah. Man, it's it's so so big. That's right. The fist, God, there's so many great scenes in that man, like Terminator Two. I definitely. And even like when they're shooting holes in T1000, the T1000 when they're shooting holes in him, it's just like, yeah, yeah. And then he turns his hands into hooks. He's just, yeah. He's got that arm pump run, and he just goes, like fuck. Oh, that was like the first time we'd ever seen that guy as an actor too. Yeah. And I would say anything he's ever done since it just sucked because he did so good at that. Man, he was so frightening as that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I think anyone out there listening if you grew up in that time, that really set the bar. Yeah. Well, you stole it from me, Joe. Sorry, bro. Fuck. I'm trying to keep this to a to a so, limit though. Yeah. yeah, I know. We blew I was out. like, so, how do we cut down the, well, then, the length of this podcast? Right, well, that being said because like JT's coming in hot now, guys. No, nah, well, I'm going I'm going to say die hard. Fucking go there. Fucking let's go. Like Bruce Willis, and for some of you don't know. Okay, John he, McClane. John McClane was actually like a romantic comedy guy. He was in some – Was he Saturday Night Live or some he, shit? Nah, no, he was in some stupid uh, rom-com where he's like a bad partner and his wife's a complaining lady and that's the rom-com. Yeah. And so casting – they didn't want to cast him. Yeah, I heard They wanted this. to cast a bunch of other people. And then he's the perfect guy. They apparently didn't market it when they fir- the original trailers that they released for it. Yeah. You never saw him. Yeah, they right. showed action. You could see him like his body flying, but it yeah. was never like Bruce Willis. He's it was yeah because they're like, "Oh, we fucked up here." Yeah, and then the film just went bananas, blew up. And what I love about him is how fucked up he gets. Like oh, yeah. he gets – he's just progressively getting worse and worse, like hurts his foot, cuts his hand. Yeah. He's just looking more and more disheveled, bleeding, messed up. But then also um, Alan as the <laughs> bad guy. Yeah. He's kind of a little bit camp. Hans Gruber. Mm-hmm. He's a little bit uh, – yeah. oh. oh, I see. <laughs> mm. yeah. He's great. He's such a good villain. The fact it's a Christmas movie. Bro. Crossing genres, yeah. bro. It makes it, it, you know, you see those people, I actually haven't done it, but you see those people like every Christmas, they're like watching Die Hard with the family. Oh, yeah. Everyone's got their like knitted tops on. Paul, yeah. you do that? shout out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I think that's fucking sick. It's great. What an amazing way to market your film, right? Like, <laughs> we are going to be like, we are going to be the next biggest thing after Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lots of movies stand out in your mind because of different one-liners, a kind of part of the action movie it stick. Yep. You know. be KA motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh man. It's so good. Like <laughs> it's so good. Because there's also that funny weird relationship with the cop. Yeah. Uh, who who's kind of radioing him. He's like, no, don't don't send them in and kill everyone. John McClain's in there. He's the only line of communication. And they kind of have they cultivate a relationship just by talking over the radio. Yeah. That I felt that was like cool. And then also he's such a dysfunctional partner. But by going through all of this stuff it's almost like he wins his wife back. That's right. In a way. Yeah. And uh, he's just a dude. I think that's the thing I love about it. Because what's the deal isn't he she's at her Christmas party. Yeah. Work Christmas party function. And she works for the Japanese company. Japanese name. I can't remember what it is. The Nakayomi Corporation or something. Could be. Yeah. And then what is he like is he turned up late or some shit? Well I I can't remember. He's fucking it up. Yeah. And uh that's the thing. The relationship at the start of the movie is, is really falling apart. Yeah. I think she wants to divorce him even. I can't quite remember. But through this kind of endeavor of him just doing whatever he needs to do to save the day. But that's my fucking man that's, right there. He made it happen. It would never happen without him. And I don't know if you remember the scene where he gets the fire hose and there's like an expl- – because they've rigged the roof with explosives because he's like, no, no, don't come up here. Because they're like, oh, we'll send the hostages up to the roof and you can send down a helicopter to pick them up. And they've rigged the roof with the explosives. And he leaps off the top of the building holding onto a fire hose. It's like kind of like his bungee cord. Oh, yeah. Right. It's just like, what will this man not do? <laughs> Barefoot too. Barefoot. Yeah. And bleeding. And uh-huh. <laughs> Mate. I, I – there's, there's so many different moments in there that yeah. I'm just like, he he's not even like a great fighter, you know? No, it's he's pure not, action. He's not he's Jack, just He's just, just like, he's got half an idea. He's like, ah oh, yep, I can get that machine gun. He sends the body up in the lift, oh. the dead guy, and he's got the sign and says, ha, ha, now I have a machine gun too. Yeah. <laughs> that's the best. That's so yeah. good. <laughs> Man. I mean, yeah, he's the, that's the quintessential action hero in that, He's incredibly flawed. He's yes. a, he's the everyman. Yes. And he finds himself in a terrible situation Passion. and he fucking wins. Yeah. That's the, you know, that's the hero's journey right there. Yes it is. Amazing. Um all right, so coming to coming to my second last one, Scarface. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, which um Well, man, Scarface, I mean, it defined a whole generation of of young blokes in many places. Who wanted to get into cocaine. That's right. (laughs) Um, Really the story of a total piece of shit yeah you know uh Tony Montana willing to do anything absolutely destroyed relationships including with his best friend um you know killed a bunch of people yep. but fucking made it big in the coke world <laughs> so what's up <laughs> amazing yeah. Yeah. inspirational yeah. life lessons uh, that's the that's the funny shit is when you see people who are like oh man Scott face is my shit you're like bro he was like literally a fucking monster and he you died young about. like yeah. but people are like that's my shit <laughs> Um, but it's, he wouldn't. He wouldn't kill a kid, right? Isn't that the? That's the beef? right. That's right. I ask him yeah. to do the assassination. He's like, don't fuck with kids, man. Yeah, not yeah. women, not children. Yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. So there's there is a line there. He's got. Yeah, that's right. He has morals. There's a code. There is something to it. It's not just that he. I mean, yes, he's a murderous, you know, ready to die type cat, but he still has standards in there, which is interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's it's got to be in there to some degree, doesn't it? Yeah, but um, immense. Young man comes over from Cuba. The point when Fidel Castro kicks whoever wants to leave Cuba is like, get the fuck out of here, criminals, whatever. Lands in America, decides to get into the coke game, makes it big, uh, captures Michelle Pfeiffer as his as his woman. Yeah, Uh, their relationship deteriorates. That's seen on his first mission. When they get him in the shower, like they handcuff dude in the shower, and they got like a, yeah, a circular sh- saw. Or yeah, what? they got a chainsaw. Chainsaw. They turn the TV up real loud. Yeah, it's. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's heckers. Oh, and watching that recently, I'm like, oh, I don't think that scene's that hectic. Like they don't show you that much. They show you quite a bit. Yeah, like, <laughs> chainsaw <laughs> touching the face. Yeah. Oh man, it's I do it for fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, what? <laughs> what psychopath. But yeah, I fucking love that. And I think um I mean, you know, watching it these days, there's maybe less to appreciate about it. However, the story's awesome and it was it it was impactful. I I was like, oh. man, Scarface is my shit. It came first. Yeah. Gangster movies, man, it was so much violence as well. Just guns, ba ba. Yeah. Miami. You know, cocaine cowboys, if you're into any of the kind of historical stuff and you throw back to that time, you're like, maybe it's not that far out. Yeah. Because the amount of murder and things that were done with people bringing in cocaines from Miami was crazy. Huge. Yeah, and he was prepared to do anything. And also just his career, right? (laughs) Well, I mean Pacino, yeah, is a stalwart of the game. But that is like, I mean, other than Godfather, you're going to say like, man. Yeah, but I mean you look at him, he's just had, like the guys had fucking hits left, right and centre, right? Yeah, but that was early. That was reasonably early on. That was young. I mean yeah. we just literally, literally just got off the boat from Cuba, right? <laughs> I th- <laughs> I get yeah, that right. I, I guess. I mean, I think Pacino's Italian, but sure. <laughs> I mean, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, look, I'm going to go to something. And people might say this is wholesome, but this is I, – I, I love this movie to this day and I can watch it on repeat. It's one movie I've watched many times and will continue to watch it in my whole life. Number one, Gladiator. Oh. Oh yeah. That's power. Bro, I believe that's possibly Russell Crowe's greatest movie. Like, okay, you can say he's done a lot of films, but if you're talking about yeah. the, the role and the way it was shot, mate. Those fucking cool. the the fight scenes, the, you know, obviously there's no machine guns, but the, the battle, swords and fucking the tigers and shit. The opening battle. Where they're fighting the Germanic hordes, yeah. The battle scene—they've got it all lined up, and then they've got the guy. They send out their guy, and then a body comes back without a head. That's right. On the horse, and he he holds up the fucking head, <laughs> and is like, "I think it's just something like they're not surrendering, you know? Like I think we're gonna have to fight." the The scene that I love is where he circles around and he takes all the um, cavalry behind them. And he says, Praetorians, and he says, what we do now echoes in eternity. You know, like that line, I'm like, oh, that gets me, I'm like, oh, yeah. it gets me fired up. And he says, but don't worry, if you find yourself walking through the fields, like what, taking your hand through the fields, you're in Elysium and you're already dead. So don't worry. And then he's like... They'll oh. have a laugh, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. They all have a laugh and he's like, you know, it's cool. Like he's giving this rousing speech. They're all probably going to die. Yeah. But he's like, you know, like, on me. And they all charge. He's got the big helmet. Mate, that scene is so hectic, like, cutting heads off, the launching of the fire, the arrows are on fire. Like, it's brutal. That, that battle, you're like, that's what people did. That was fighting. Yeah. Oh my God. Like, and, they, and, and I remember that opening scene, like it sells, it, like emotionally, it sells you in so hard. You're like, Maximus Decimus, or this guy's the fucking man, son. Yeah. Like you are just, you're all about him from that point yeah. on. Yeah, and, on. and the, 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 the love he has from the men. Yeah. And then you've got Cassius, the son, the son of the emperor. Oh, play so, Joaquin? Yeah, Joaquin Phoenix's character. What is his name? Claudius, maybe? The father is actually meant to be Marcus. Yeah. Marcus Aurelius, yeah, and it's his terrible son. Even though these are fictional relationships, historically it's not accurate. Doesn't matter. Still great. He's such a terrible, like it's that light, that night and day of the stoic doer and then the spoiled, kind of entitled incumbent who does nothing. Yes, and is a total, um, feckless fool. But then, the whole fall. You know, they murder his family, wow. and wife he, and children. He rides, and then there's a great scene where they're going to execute him and the guy tries to pull out the sword and he goes, oh, the frost makes the blade stick. (laughs) (laughs) Cuts him open, you know, (laughs) like just just sword play and and then him being a slave again. And uh, I think, I'm trying to remember, correct me if I'm wrong, the name of the slave owner, I think it's Oliver Stone, I think that's the name, he played Bill Sykes in Oliver Twist. He played different famous but he's the one who says oh we're going back we're going back to the big show spaniard yes you know like, he gives him his armor doesn't he yeah and uh, he's like i was there i i touched his hand and he talks about meeting the emperor and he's like you didn't meet marcus aurelius he's like no no i was there i swear you <laughs> know and it's that thing are you not entertained how like there's so many moments which are just like gee up bro he just came out and killed twelve dudes yep. by himself. Yeah, holy goodness! That and that opening scene where it's like you said, like the love of his soldiers, that plays out again where it's like the love of the other gladiators. Yeah, where they're like, "You're our Spaniard. fucking man, Spaniard." You know, there's Spaniard. that the the huge guy, yeah, <laughs> who is also one of the supporting actors in Universal Soldier, what? which was the- on my early list. I had oh. to clear it because I'm like, "No, nah, one Van Dam's enough." But, yeah, he was like one of the other Universal Soldiers. Right, yeah, yeah. I don't know his name. I think he's nameless Yeah, on this earth. But he's, he's just, just a the big guy human. that's, yeah, supporting actor in a lot of action stuff. And he, he takes the food first. They go to give, they go to give him, uh, Russ, his food. And he says, no, wait. Oh, right, to make uh, sure. Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah. Just he just clowns him, yeah, but he's like, yeah, be careful, they want to kill you, man. <laughs> you know, because his name's so great, he defies the emperor, you know. That's right. But then also Digimon Sinon, who's the African the dude? African actor. He's so Jacked. What's his name? Digimon? Yeah, Sinon. Wow. yeah, great actor, And there's some pretty great moments, you know when they play that., uh, like going to heaven music, and he's like, "I'll see you again, my friend, but not yet, not yet. You know, like he—it's he, cool. Like there's some that music. Uh, it's a Middle Eastern singer, but they play at the credits where he's kind of wavering in between life and death. And he's floating over the fields, isn't and he? He's going. He's kind of going to heaven. Yeah, yeah. And they bring in that swelling kind of music. It's like, oh, getting emotional right now. That film's a real tearjerker. <laughs> oh man, absolutely. And the and he gets set up. You know, he stabs him and then puts the armor on him, so he's weaker. Yeah. You know. That's right. Yeah. Um, when we're watching, uh, damn, this wasn't on my list. Wow, well, no, it's all right. We're doing all right. We're okay. good for time. We've got, but we've got another, we got another couple of minutes of our sleep. But this, but I was just going to say when I was, and this probably should be on my list. But we're here now. We're where we okay. are. Mad Max. Off. i watching the first Mad Max. Man. This is a scene in that. There's a shot where, and I can't remember what happens, but I think Mel Gibson's likes like close to death. Yeah, and he's basically his body's kind of flying over the the land. Yeah. And the camera's looking down at him in the foreground and then the, the – yeah. yeah. And Misa, my partner, was like, that's where Gladiator got that shot from. Yeah. And I'm like, holy shit, that's, that's the be. same shot. It yeah. is. Yeah. Yep. And he's hand it first, is kind here of Yeah. And his hand kind of catches it and his son and his wife are there in the field. and Man. But the scene with the tigers and he fights the champion with the gold mask. That's mad. That's pretty – that's gangster. Oh, man. There's yeah. so many scenes that you're like, whoa, the blades cutting people in half. It's like, whoa, this is historical. It's action. <laughs> yes. and it's, 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 I it's, fucking love this documentary. It's <laughs> <laughs> historically <laughs> accurate. But, man, I like I said, I used to watch that film all the time. It's just something I love and I feel like for Russell Crowe, that's, that's probably his best piece of work. Australian export, mate. Last Tell one, me. last we're one on. for me. Goodfellas. Oh, really? Yeah, I knew you were going to bring mafia. See, You said mafia at the start. I'm like, you're like, I dropped that, right? Yeah, I gave you guys yeah, a little hint. It was subtle. I was like, there was I just a to see who's yeah. still paying attention. Um, mafia films for me have always been a big deal. Like I've always loved mafia films. Go Godfather. huh? Oh, Godfather is an amazing, but it's not an action. It hasn't got much action. I rewatched it recently. Drama, right? It's more drama than anything. Goodfellas, arguably, is it's not action packed, but 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 it's got some pretty consistent kind of shit going down throughout it. Yeah, Um, and it's I think it's Scorsese's best. Like you know, he did like a series of mobster films. Apparently, they're all connected. There was Mean Streets. Um, the idea is that they each represented a different layer of organized crime. Oh, okay. There was Mean Streets, then there was Goodfellas, then there was Casino. Right. And then he did Gangs of New York, which was precursor to Mean Streets. Oh, right. Apparently, I've never actually heard him talk about that, but I'm like, that makes sense. They're all different layers of kind of crime on the streets Mm. at different levels of society. Anyway, Goodfellas is the fucking slickest. Wow. It's got everyone too, right? Ray Liotta, Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci. Yeah. uh, Rob De Niro. It's even got – Ray Liotta passed away just recently. R.I.P. Pictures, yeah, big R.I.P., man. I yeah, fucking tragic. love that guy. Yeah. He, he always – Hill was his character name. He always seems to be able to play a really mean bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> like there's something about his yeah. face. He had that nasty streak. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of had like a bit of the acne scarring too. Yeah. Sort of, which made him like a bit villainous and almost like a little bit like pale. And then, I don't know if they played this up, but a little bit dark under the eyes and then like real – Yeah, right. Blue eyes, like not friendly. (laughs) Yeah, nah. Cold. Bad dude. Yeah. Fuck it. I love that film. De Niro. (laughs) Yeah, I mean De Niro in Goodfellas was, he was like, he was cool. I think the stars of the show were uh, Ray Liotta and Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci's at his finest just as a (laughs) motherfucker of a character. Just getting head jobs. (laughs) 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 You getting head, (laughs) that? Yeah, off, uh, what's the name? Or is that Casino. From Sharon Stone. Oh, maybe I've, I think so that's I've messed that. it up. My bad. Yep. Sorry. yeah correct. But does no, he also fuck around? Does he I fuck around he... in Raging Bull? I think but he fucks around in Raging Bull mate, too. I, I I apologize my lack of memory. I just remember. No, it was, I don't think it was Sharon. He plays the loose cannon in Goodfellas. He whenever it was, they, I think it was wasn't it Michelle Pfeiffer that he? No, uh, it was uh, Lorraine Bracco. Was the was the lead of that? Who would famously go on to play Dr. Melfi in The Sopranos? She was a psychiatrist. Okay, yeah. Thank you. Thank you for the clarity. She never sucked Joe Pesci's dick. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get one thing fucking straight about Lorraine Bracco. Touched a nerve there. Sorry, sorry, Joe. Well, on this, it's a bit of a theme for me, guys. You're going to pick this up, but I'm like, man, Lorraine Bracco is so hot. (laughs) (laughs) Joe, Joe has just picked. All his Hollywood crashes. Yeah, He's framed it like, no, this is a real violent film, bro. And it's like, yeah, but this woman is also yeah, incredibly yeah. There's a strength to her and yeah. there's this nuance to her character. She's just beautiful man. Yeah. Just, just keep it real, right? Because when did you see these films, right? You were a teenager. Well, these would have been, yeah, similar, yeah, I guess. I don't know. I Early saw this teens, shit kind of young because I was the, the, the last in line of three kids. Right, so parents, parents actually, actually didn't loosen. care. They're like, yeah, what's the one? Yeah, family was a bit filmic. So it was like, oh, Martin Scorsese, you know, kind of thing. (laughs) Talk about the violence. Yeah, you know. Yeah, so I don't know. I probably saw it when I was like 15 or 14 or something. Right. That's a big list. There was a lot left out though. I mean, Damn. there has to be, right? Dang. I fucking had to delete Die Hard, you know? How do you oh. think that made me feel, guys? I, you, you guys man. are sitting here watching this shit. You think it's an easy job to sit here and fucking yeah. sum it up five great films? Oh, It's pretty like, tough. You, you sit in my seat. Walk <laughs> <laughs> you, you you a day shit. in my shoes. You feel these shoes. You try and support these eyeballs. that have I'm going to be getting fucking hate mail for years after this. <laughs> man, Die Hard was the best shit. You suck. <laughs> Unsubscribe. Yeah. <laughs> and not delete. Um, no, nah, man, I think there was so many action films that I loved. There, it's just, but after a while, there was a formula, right? And so people were like, yeah, if we get Arnold and we get this guy and we blow up enough shit, that makes an action film. And then that, you know, they, they, yeah, they yeah. did, they, early 90s to late 90s, it did become a formula. Yeah. And then it wasn't quite as
1: impactful well, yeah
0: that's right a couple of the films in our list as formulaic right sure and arguably it's also like when you come into the scene and when when this shit hits you oh sure because i'm guessing we've probably got some listeners um who are in their 20s who are like oh. i've never heard of any of these movies what are these films <laughs> yeah right <laughs> like terminator yeah didn't that start at like episode five <laughs> yeah, <pretty> <laughs> <much>. <laughs> <laughs> like, i think that has to be taken into account definitely you know we're showing our age with these ones we are we are but i think that's okay We're allowed to because throwbacks are fun. And if if you're on this tip and you enjoy these movies, feel free to give us a shout-out or maybe even cast your own top five. Maybe there were some things we left out that you think maybe we should have done. Yeah, I'd love to hear that. Flick it through on the Instagram or the YouTube or something. Let us know what your top five are for sure. Thanks, bro. Thank you. Cheers, fam. We'll catch you guys next time.